When I first asked Kim if she had any issues being referred to as a feminist, she said she didn't have any. Her and I worked for the same radio station in the past and would talk about the topic of feminism, a topic that I don't know much about apart from what the common man might have read or heard about. She has a blog called Kanakim available online and on social media. This is a talk with a feminist. Two, one. Okay, on the other end, we have Kim Meadows. Kim Meadows and I have worked very briefly sometime, I want to say seven, eight years ago. Uh, say hi, what's up? Hey, what's up? I think it was brief, but meaningful. Yeah. Uh, that was, I, I want to say seven, uh, it wasn't a year for sure. Less than that, way less than that. Yeah, it was um, a couple of months. I actually have a story that I want to, I want to share. I'm, oh, I'm, no. <laughs> I have a story. The last time I remember meeting you, uh, we were driving off somewhere and I mm -hmm. was, and I was fearful of my life. <laughs> rude <laughs> <laughs> i am a very safe driver i yeah. did not come up on here for propaganda to be <laughs> spread about me it wasn't you i mean you, you, it wasn't it wasn't you obviously but you know you, you can be as safe as you want on the road you don't you can't really speak for the other guy on the other lane mm. yeah, that's I why remember, you gotta drive defensively there was this huge truck i think and we were making we were making a turn or a curve and I remember truck and then I was like okay this is it so then, yeah. <laughs> bye <laughs> my life flashed before my eyes and then yeah so we're here now so how has how have you been from that day to, to today how have you been well I'm glad to say that I haven't had any more <clears throat> excuse me I haven't had any more dangerous encounters with trucks um still alive <laughs> still been driving <laughs> i have transitioned out of radio i don't know if you mentioned at the very beginning that when we worked together it was in radio mm -hmm. but in case you didn't mm -hmm. you know for mm -hmm. um for your listeners um and this was actually a re fairly recent thing it's been less than two years that i've been out of radio mm -hmm. and i am now um technically a freelancer, but I do work full-time for just one company. I'm a night owl. I'm on the graveyard shift and I work from home. <clears throat> I work from home because that's, you know, the thing to do in these times. Mm -hmm. um, and I uh, will soon be graduating with my master's degree. Awesome. Is that your third or your second master's degree? You were like, I remember you studying a <laughs> master's degree when, when we worked together or we were all in school then. I think, I think we were all still in school. No, was it? when, when I had, when I was working at the station, I had actually just finished my undergraduate degree Okay. in communication mm -hmm. so I could, you know, communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to school for it. Um, I hope I'm a little better at it now. And then uh, I worked for uh, maybe three or four years. And then I started my master's degree, mm -hmm. which I thought was going to take me three years. And it took me five. But the important thing is it's done. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. So uh, you're just going to do like a lecture or something. I think that's the thing to do before they give you the <laughs> actual a public lecture or something. As I, I also have a few units under my belt with my master's, but that's never going to get finished for sure now. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it though, <laughs> to be honest. In what? In what though? Psychiatric nursing. Oh right, right, right. Mm, that's uh, sounds I, I, fun. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, it sounds way more exciting than what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, cool. Um, uh, Kim has a, an online presence as well. She has a blog. Okay, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have her pr pronounce her blog because I just don't want to mess it up. It's an <laughs> exotic sounding name for a blog. What's it called? It's called kanikim.com. It is not about crab sticks. Kani is crab sticks yeah. for for those who are not in the know. Um, it's uh, short for ikanikim. Sabi ni Kim. I'm Kim. Okay, so that's, so that's it. Why. That's it. Okay. That's all it is. That's all it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and I've been meaning to ask this question. So maybe we could probably start with the with the podcast now. Why do you sure. still blog? Well, mm -hmm. um, I, the reason why I started my blog is really just because I wanted to. And um, up until now, it's been uh, maybe a year and a half or so. The reason is still because I want to. Because if I had to, then I would hate blogging. So I know that there's, you know, with the new social media platforms, there's so much competition for people's attention online. And, you know, if, if a thousand people view one of my blog posts, then I'm happy with that. If 10 view it, I'm still happy. Mm. It's because it was, I want, because I wanted to have these, these capsules of the places that I travel and the places where I go to eat and the things I like to talk about related to my course and related to issues that are important to me, I wanted to have those preserved for myself. Mm, mm. So that's the main thing. And that's the reason why I'm still, you know, happy to do it is because it's something that I want to do. And if it so happens that other people also like it, that other people, you know, that other people share what I write and share my photos, then it's just a bonus. Cool. I have very similar reasons for starting this podcast as well. Mm -hmm. um, and actually just why, why I still keep my Facebook page, my Facebook profile. Because I've been off Facebook for, I want to say four years before I started using it again. And if it wasn't just out of necessity, I really wouldn't have, you know, revived it. But anyways, yeah, I do want to keep some stuff for posterity as well. Because I, I have yeah. a kid. I have a kid. I don't know if it's going to be good for her, though, because some of the <laughs> <laughs> it might scar her. But I, I do have, no, I, I have some, you know, more wholesome stuff out there that's available. And uh, yeah, I just want to have this. It's a very interesting time in our generation where all this data can be stored in separate in different packages. And you can just like revisit them when you're way older. As opposed yeah, to when we yeah. were young and it was just like Polaroids and that was basically it. Also, looking back, um, when I when I do talk to my college buddies, I always think to myself, I'm like, I wish we took more pictures, guys. Like, I really wish mm -hmm. we were just too cool for that, though. You know? <laughs> we're too cool for that. So I think I have like three, three to five, three or five pictures from college. You know, with, uh -huh. yeah, really. it's like it's like it never happened. It's like it never really <laughs> happened. Yeah, it's like there's no proof apart from my sheepskin, which is a diploma, but really don't have a lot of pictures in, in high school. Definitely, apart from just the, the class pictures, that's it. Well, I think we were also of the generation that like it wasn't completely accessible yet. It wasn't that easy mm. to get, you know, a phone with a camera or God forbid, a digital camera, which makes me feel about 200 years old. <laughs> but um, compared to now, like you can document everything in your life every day and have it stay on the internet forever. Mm. And it's really, really easy. And it's a lot now it's still not totally accessible, but it is a lot cheaper. 
because mm-hmm. like you remember the days when camera phones would set you back 20 30,000 pesos and if you look at those camera phones from back then now it's like ew <laughs> what mm. is that <laughs> but yeah but it's it's a little bit easier now it's a lot easier now to be like to get your hands on those tools and to do all that documentation and to preserve it mm. compared to when we were you know in high school yeah we 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 had a similar talk with uh, with Nick the other day when I had him on the show. Uh, we were reminiscing how, you know, how we were just really literally just sounding like two old men <laughs> for, a, for a good 30 minutes. And we were just like how, how everything just had so much more value before, you know, when it, it, it took a bit more effort to make something happen. You know, I mean, like for, for pictures, for example, when di- having a digital camera was not exactly an everyday thing and like today you know when you took when you took that photo you really you, you were mindful of the, the number of shots that you could take so you just you, yeah, you took people yeah. took moments before they didn't mm-hmm. take just pictures like i i i've leafed through our albums back home and these are not pictures like we do have a few where we're just huddled around posing in front of the camera but not com- not compared to just the candid moments like the you know uh, in a party, for example, it's just mm, people really did take time to 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 do stuff before, so it's a bit more meaningful. As, yeah, yeah, you have you have a roll of film, and you know that's only so many. Exactly what you said, that's only so many shots. Yeah, Thirty six. Right? I remember. Yeah. It's not like now you can take two hundred, three hundred, and then and just, just pick because, and choose which ones you want to uh-huh. you know you want to share, you want to print. But back then, you mess it up, you mess it up. That's it. I don't even look at the pictures that I took like from a year ago on my phone because they just add up you know they add up so, mm-hmm. they add up so fast when you're very to easy like to take it for granted Twelve thousand pictures on your phone who who has time <laughs> to look for twelve thousand to look at twelve thousand pictures on, on any given day in their life it just uh, i feel banal. so attacked <laughs> i feel so attacked right Why? now i think i'm near i think i'm nearing three thousand because i take pictures of everything <laughs> i think i'm nearing three thousand now everything except like myself <laughs> well you're doing good because i'm I, I that was me that was a personal note I'm, i have twelve thousand photos on my on my phone oh, oh you were the example <laughs> twelve thousand three hundred and forty nine like how did this happen i'm like how i don't i i don't like pictures i don't like taking pictures or i i, I don't want to go as far as to say that but um i, I mean it serves a purpose for me but twelve thousand three hundred and forty nine in and 837 videos and I'm then like, you upload where did five. how did this happen <laughs> how did this happen you know how does it how does it happen so yeah it sort of becomes banal hmm. yeah yeah okay so i'm looking at your blog right now i do you know i um there's a certain romance for sure because i haven't read any blogs in my lifetime apart from yours oh i'm so touched oh, thank you <laughs> take it to the bank <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely, uh, I don't know if, if there's a bias as well of, cause, cause I, I knew you before. Um, but yeah, definitely there's a, there's a certain uh, romance to reading something as opposed to watching it or listening to it, I guess. Like yeah. A letter, yeah. Like a handwritten letter or something. So how long do you want to keep this, this up? Are you hosting this yourself? Is this a, is it a paid domain or something? How do you? Yeah, it's a paid domain. It's with, um, <clears throat> it's with WordPress uh-huh. and um, basically it's the uh, cheapest and most basic um, um, th- thing that they offer <laughs> because I don't, you know, I don't, 
bother with like the ads and the SEO and all mm -hmm. of that good stuff mm -hmm. that bloggers are supposed to do when your blog is like an actual source of income for you, because, you know, it's just my little passion project and mm -hmm. I'm probably losing money on it more than making money on it. You probably. But um, uh -huh. yeah, but I don't, I don't need all the extra features. So it's just the most basic get my name behind a .com kind of package. Yeah. You actually, you, you did get your name behind it. That's, that's, that's cool. Did you do all the, all the what's it called the design the web website design or something if you are looking at the sidebar right uh -huh. now yep um i love when people ask about it so thank you for that that mm -hmm. is something that i designed with my very limited not even photoshop powers and the background is actually a um <clears throat> it's a stained glass in italy and I had this like very long, very tall picture of the stained glass. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used as the background and then just kind of slapped a filter on it and put the words on top. So mm -hmm. that part I did. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just whatever came with WordPress's package. Just generated. Okay. Well, it looks good. It looks Thanks. Good. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Ah, so um, before we, we hopped on this podcast, we were trying to figure out what kind of topics we might want to talk about tonight. So before this gets a bit more, a little bit more drawn out, um, I really wanted to talk to you about the topic of feminism from somebody mm. who probably knows as much as the next guy. Uh, <laughs> I do have an idea, obviously, of what feminism is, the word it, it itself and the concept around it. I just, it's been thrown around recently in the, in the, in the recent past. And it's definitely making a lot more noise. Um, what is this all about? I, I also prepared something else, like uh, just a little, uh, what do you call this? We could just like, you could probably react to these things. But before that, I just, if you were to teach feminism to somebody who has a rudimentary understanding of what it is, how would you say it? What is it? <clears throat> I'm trying not to cough over you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so in its most basic and purest definition, feminism is about equality. Particularly, it's about gender equality, but there are so many different feminisms. If you want to like unpack that a little bit later, we can, but there's so many different feminisms. You can't really put a set definition to what feminists do, what feminists believe, what feminists what feminists think. But the underlying idea under all of that for all the different feminisms and all the different feminists is that we would like a more equal world in the sense of not being judged solely because of your gender, not being discriminated against solely because of your gender, et cetera, et cetera. And I think when we talk about what feminism is, it's also very important to kind of clarify what feminism isn't because I personally, like before I did the whole master's degree and all the reading and all the watching and meeting other people who also call themselves feminists, I had kind of a wrong idea, a misconception about what feminism is. And there's a lot of people who still have that misconception that like feminism is about hating men, which it's definitely not. Um, that feminists, you know, 1980s burn their bras and shout in the streets and, you know, it, it, some people still have that kind of old idea and that kind of limited idea of what feminism is. And feminism has been those things. And there are people who call themselves feminists that have those ideals as well. But that's not 
an accurate representation of the whole feminist movement, which spans over decades and decades and is happening all over the world with people from all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. Would you be comfortable if somebody referred to you as a feminist? Yeah, sure. I, um, I don't have a problem with being called a feminist. I know that some people who are, who are advocates for women's rights don't necessarily use the term, um, which is fine. You know, you don't have to. If you're working towards justice, if you're working towards gender equality, what does it matter if you don't use the word, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it's just a matter of like, it's important to me to, to acknowledge and to pay tribute to the activists who came before, decades past, who use the term feminism and who um, call themselves feminists. And they were kind of the pioneers for the movement that we have today. So that's like my reasoning for wanting to use the term for myself. But if someone else like has the same ideals, but they don't want to, doesn't really make a difference. Who are those people? like who call well, themselves as such but might not yeah who call themselves feminists, feminists but yeah. don't have the same ideals the ideals yep well there's several different um schools so to speak of feminism um i won't get into like all of the details because you know that's a really really long conversation there's marxist feminism there's radical feminism um and if we're talking like ideals that I don't necessarily agree with, uh, to give you one example, um, there are some radical feminists who believe that we need to just like eliminate men from our lives completely, not in a genocide way, very important to clarify that, but Thank in you. a way that like, Thank yeah. you for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way that like, they're basically saying, um, I'm never gonna associate with men, I don't want to associate with men. I don't want to see men. I don't want to have men in my social circle ever. And I don't ever want to, you know, get involved with any kind of man in any measure or way uh, because we don't need them. And um, that's something that I respect, but I don't agree with. I think that men also play a really important role in, in working towards gender equality and in making these changes. Um, so that's one example. And then on the flip side of people who, don't call themselves feminists, but they do advocacy work and they do activist work. Um, actually, related example, there are men who are very, very strong advocates for gender equality, and they're always trying to like um, magnify the voices, so to speak, of, of women and of feminists, but they themselves don't call themselves feminists, mainly because they are not women. And they feel like, oh, it's not about me. So I'm not going to use the term. So they would say, maybe I'm pro-feminist or I support feminists. It's all very semantics, though, at the end of the day. I think like yeah. we all you know, have our reasons for holding on to certain labels and for using certain names um, and identifying ourselves certain ways publicly. But um, the more important thing is still how you practice it and what you do with it. Mm, I see. Yeah, I think labels still have a serve a, a still a, they it still serves a really good purpose. People yeah, are yeah. starting to have problems with it, and I don't I just don't understand what, what the problem could be. 
especially with all the you know the whole the whole pronoun thing that's that's been going on but it's it's definitely a, a just a western thing it's not really much of a thing yet here in asia or i might just be you know over my head but i think that's how it is well right. it's not like it's not like strictly only western mm-hmm. it's just that we we tend to you know as people who are on on the internets and whatnot we tend to see it more and uh, more vocally represented in mm. the West mm. versus Asian countries. But it's the presence is definitely there. It's just like, le- uh, there's less attention called to it in mainstream media here, like for example, in the Philippines or in other Asian countries compared to maybe say the US or Canada or certain places in Europe. Mm. Would you agree you know, in the, because people are, for me personally, okay, I'm just going to go out and say for me, it's automatically mm. thought off that if you're a feminist, you hate men. Well, why, how, how did that happen? Or was that, was that like, um, hmm, how do I, how do I phrase this question? Was that in part a fault from the movement itself? That's why this, there's it a stigma. Be. Why, if you're it could a be, feminist, yeah. you're just a man hater. Well, I think the idea of that comes from, and this is both like within the movement and people outside looking in, Mm -hmm. um, the idea that for, well, the way that I understand it and the way that I practice it, what feminism is combating is the patriarchy. Like, ooh, big word. Yeah. So it's not men, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's the patriarchy, but I can understand how it's easy to conflate the two you know, if you know the etymology and, you know, you know, your Latin or whatever, and but me. the, because the patriarchy, it, it comes from the idea that, that men are, that men are naturally stronger, smarter, better, etc., than women. And that women therefore are of like less value, so to speak. You talk about a very patriarchal uh, setup within, within a community or within a family, um, are you cool with code switching? <laughs> uh, is your audience uh, English speaking only? Um, you we, you'll probably stick to English, but you could okay, you, cool. you could drop a few Tagalog words, no problem. I'll yeah. translate as I go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so like a patriarchal family, patriarchal community. Uh, so we always do what Dad says. We mm-hmm. always follow Dad's rules, and um, the role of the women in that case, you know wash the clothes, wash the dishes, cook Mm. the food, maintain the household. Um, That's the thing that we are combating with feminism. Not that per se to say that it's wrong for for women to wash dishes and clothes and cook meals, et cetera, et cetera. But to say that, that women are limited only to that. And that's their only purpose and only role. And they can't do other things that men are quote unquote supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea that you're questioning and criticizing and working against these ideas about what men are supposed to do and why men are superior and why women are are worthless and why women deserve less or women can only do specific you know things in their in their lives and in 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 their work. I think that's why there's this idea that like oh so you hate men that that's what feminism is because. You have to you have to bring up gender. 
you can you can't talk about feminism without bringing up gender you know it's it's ingrained mm -hmm. and maybe there are some people who think that that's attacking men when it's actually attacking ideas about what men should be and what women should be not the men themselves mm -hmm. well you mentioned earlier that the movement that is feminism what it's trying to to live by is equality between the sexes you not mm -hmm. not in those words but uh, am i correct just just correct me along the way more or less yeah okay now now it sounds a bit like a blanket uh statement of some sort so uh, can you parse can you parse that statement a bit more like in which spectrum or in which uh in in which uh, aspects of daily living do women want equality with men or just anything around <clears throat> just everything which, which what where do you want to be equal with well it is a very broad umbrella you know mm -hmm. it's a very very wide net that we're casting but the reason for that is because gender issues like gender issues affect every part of your life at least a little bit some parts more obvious some parts you know, you feel them more and you can observe them more, but every part of your life, there will always have something to do with gender. <clears throat> yeah, right. So like, I think you mentioned at the very beginning that it's, it's come up again in conversation and that it's, um, it's uh, become a bit of a buzzword now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The context that, that I'm seeing, and this is of course, you know, just limited to my circle, what's on my feed and social media, et cetera, is, um, equality in the sense of um, the workplace is one mm. example. You know, the whole uh, boss babe, whatever vibe and like, uh, she's not bossy, she's the boss. And that is one that is one important um, aspect of it, because historically and statistically, uh, women have not been given the same opportunities as men in many workplaces. And again, very, very broad, very, very general, but there are many different studies and many different um, different examples that you can give in this sense. So that's one. Um, at the same time, another one that I'm seeing a lot of lately, and I'm sure we all are, is equality in the sense of not tolerating harassment or assault or just generally abuse, hmm. which I think that one kind of covers a, um, a bigger population because honestly, like there are statistics that say that the two out of three women have been harassed or assaulted in their lifetimes. And I have a very good friend who, who does talks and webinars and such about these things. And what she said one time really struck a chord with me. She said, I don't, <clears throat> she said, I don't believe that two out of three women have really been assaulted or harassed in their lifetimes because I have yet to meet the other one. Because in the conversations she's had among friends, among workmates, every woman that she has ever spoken to has been harassed at some point in her life. Mm. And it's the same for me. Like, and like, you know, I, I was reflecting on that. It's, it's very much the same for me. And of course, different degrees, different experiences, some truly horrible like horrible experiences that they had to live through some just still very um still very bad but like you would say maybe in a different 
way, you know, verbal harassment, catcalling. Mm. Mm. But every woman has gone through something like that, regardless of how rich or poor she is, regardless of what her race is, regardless of where she works. And I'm really glad to see these conversations cropping up, calling out harassers, calling out abusers, and bringing attention to the fact that a large part of the reason why this happened to these women is just because they're women. And because we still have these very macho patriarchal ideas of how it's okay to treat women like that, because women should just adjust and they should just be quiet and they should just not make trouble if something bothers them. Hmm. So those are two examples. Um, at the same time, and this is something that uh, in my master's degree, we do have a lot of conversations around. It's also achieving equality in the sense of empowering women who are at a disadvantage more so than other women. So for example, um, you grow up in a poor household, you don't get the same opportunities for education that maybe your brothers do or just other people in general because you don't have the money for it. What can we, and you know, on a local government level, on a national government level, individually as people, as members of organizations, what can we do to improve your quality of life as a woman and as a person? Mm. What can we do to to give you that that autonomy and to give you to give you that empowerment to live a better life and to not be confined to what you have to do and maybe actually pursue what you want to do and what makes you feel fulfilled just mm. let me know if i'm like getting too deep into the weeds cuz like right. i said it is a very very mm. broad broad umbrella it's all right yeah but do you have a problem with the fact that there are just certain occupations, I mean, this is just something related to the workplace, that mm -hmm. there are just certain occupations where men perform better than women and vice versa. Or do you have problems with that too? Like, like what? Like there's this, um, there was this debate that I've, uh, I watched. It's, uh, it's between a reporter who I think is a self-proclaimed feminist and, uh, Jordan B. Peterson. And, um, he, I think, uh, I, I yeah, let me, let me, let me jog my memory here. So, and I'm with Jordan B. Pearson in this because he basically says like, well, this patriarchy thing that you keep harping on about, not, not you. Okay. This was in context mm -hmm. of their talk. It's just, it's, it's, it's all a matter of, it's just, um, hmm, I'm trying to remember the word competence. Okay. Like there are, um, for example, plumbers, for example, statistically, there's just plum plumbing has been uh, a male oriented, male dominated, dominated or oriented uh, uh, skill, or if you can call it that, a job, as opposed to women. And if women want that too, then okay, then we're just gonna have to see better women plumbers. But the fact is, it's just you know, men just have a better. Uh, acumen in terms of changing pipes and stuff uh and, i see mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why did he say like or do you like have an idea like why why are men better at changing pipes well what is I, it about men that I intrinsically like, i always makes them defer better? i always defer in this argument i always defer mm -hmm. to my training anatomically really there is a, there are so there are not so subtle differences between the, the male and the female body 
And there are mm -hmm. some things that males are supposed to do, and some females will definitely dominate in and will be better in. Uh, in, in manual work, for example, just the risk tolerance between a woman and a man is very different. I mean, we take more risks. It, you can also parse that that statement out, like what kind of risks? Women take risks all the time, every day. But like, if you, if you just focus on like the work-related argument, there are just some certain occupations where men will definitely do better because of the fact that they are built this way. Firefighting, for example. As opposed I think to, that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I mean, I mean, I don't have a dog in this game because hell, I'm a nurse. Okay, I am <laughs> in, in a female dominated uh, profession as well. And there's more and more nurses that are that are being that are you know, being produced every day. But still, I've lived through it from all the way from college to my working years. Really, it's really a, a woman's world. Um, uh, uh, you know, there's just the ratio is just you, you just can't deny it. There's more women who perform better nursing as compared to men. Well, I think that I think you're a great nurse, first and foremost, don't undersell yourself. Okay. Um, and with regards to to everything you said, I think that the problem begins in not I think the problem begins in thinking that these things are intrinsic because they are common, thinking that these things are natural because they are common, because there's no point denying that they're common, right? Like the statistics show mm -hmm. to, you know, use your example, there are more men plumbers, men plumbers do a better job, et cetera, et cetera. And your other example, there are more uh, women nurses. Sorry, it's loud out here. It's all right. There are more women nurses and women do a better exam, uh, do a better uh, job in your example. So the fact that something is common does not necessarily mean that that thing is inherent. And what I mean by this is there are so many factors that came into play. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> there are so many factors that came into play in order for that to become common. Mm -hmm. And one of them is the example that you gave of, of physical strength. And it's a good example because there are biological differences, right? In people who were assigned male at birth versus people who were assigned female at birth. And I think that the problem in that argument is saying, because this is what has become of it, that means that it's natural and it applies to all men or it applies to all women. And that's the end of it. Because yeah, there are more men in plumbing than there are women, but we also have to always interrogate, like, are women given the same opportunities and the same training? Is this even uh, an option to them? In the first place, the ways that we're socialized, mm. do they even ever consider that they could be a plumber? Because, you know, we have these very, when it comes to work, we tend to have these very, very gendered ideas about what men are supposed to have for jobs, what women are supposed to have for jobs. And from childhood, like we learn, we learn these things, right? They get, they get ingrained in us because we see them on TV, because we hear them from other people. And maybe there are women out there who could have been plumbers, but it never even crossed their mind that they could because they're women, because they have been told, because they have this idea that, oh, but that's for men. I can't do that. Mm. So 
yes, it is common and that is completely valid to point out, but we want to always go back to the roots, go back to, well, why do we have these ideas and how did that come about that, that men are, you know, dominating the plumbing industry and that women are domin dominating the, the nursing industry. So it's not to say that, that it's, um, it's not to say that, no, they're exactly the same. What we're trying to kind of uh, parse out here and what we're trying to be critical of is why did it become mm. dominated by a specific gender? Right. Okay. And if ever the circumstances had been different, would it be more equal now or would it be the other gender mm. who or a different gender who is who is more uh, more visible and more um, more dominant in a certain field? Mm. Well, that's that's a bit that's a bit more of conjecture. But I'm pretty sure you have some very solid, concrete examples. Oh, yeah, of... it is conjecture. It is conjecture because okay. we're just interrogating the systems that are already existing. Right. So if I asked you now, what do you think? Like, you know, try to be as unbiased as possible. If mm -hmm. women were more exposed to the ideas that they could perform these certain roles in their in their life in the future, do you think we would have? You, you think we'd see more women who perform who are plumbers or who our firefighters, or, you know, just the, the, the stereotypical assigned jobs to males. Do you think we'd see more of women? In the uh, I think I think that's one factor in it. Because like I said, yeah, there's the socialization. There's the idea that like, can we even, like maybe we can't because this is what the media has told us, et cetera, et cetera. But um, there's also the opportunity. There's also the availability. There's also the accessibility of of training for these things and of, you know, because that's also a very uneven playing field, not just in terms of gender, but like accessibility mm. and economics. Mm. And also the other thing about like entrance, there's a word for this and I should have, <laughs> I should have brought it up earlier. It's biological determinism. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So the other thing about this is now, well, not now, but it's more, <clears throat> people are more aware of it now gender is not limit gender and sex are two different things first of all yep so sex um depends on what genitalia have uh depends on what genitalia you were born with your body gender is something that is socialized it's something that you feel it's something that you perform per judith butler and it's a lot easier to understand the difference, the differences in sex versus the differences in gender, because it's so hard to pin down what gender actually is. Let me know if I'm getting esoteric, okay? But let's take the example of, um, of transgender women. So transgender women assigned male at birth, um, sex is male, mm -hmm. but their identity and their gender and the way that they express themselves is female. So a transgender woman, let's assume this example, she didn't undergo any kind of surgery. She didn't take any kind of hormones. So technically her body because of her sex would still be what we consider to be a male body. So she would be good at these things that we, you know, if we're using that argument that we consider to be, um, male appropriate, so to speak, these activities, these sports, et cetera, but she's a woman. 
Mm-hmm. So these like there's a really, really important distinction there as well. And that's also another factor in why we can't or we shouldn't, in my opinion, we shouldn't arbitra- <clears throat> arbitrarily assign traits or jobs or anything based solely on gender mm. because the spectrum is so broad and there are so many different people. And because we are all look different, we are all we are all built differently. Am I making sense? Yeah, you are. You are. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm living the these things that you are talking about. Yeah, I've, I've been in Thailand for eight years now, and it's a uh, it's um being a transgender woman here in Thailand is very, 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 very common. It's really mm-hmm. common here. And um, again, I always err to the side of my training. There is some there. It it's true medically that some people really do have uh what's 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 a good term for it miss being misassigned during birth i mean gender dysphoria okay awesome let's write that down gender (laughs) dysphoria so you really were born female you know apart from your your sex sadly and people Mm -hmm. who live their lives you know to the very end being in a in the wrong body yeah have you seen the 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 danish girl you seen that's a good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it is that's a very good film i uh um i want to say i wasn't actually i wasn't exactly forced to watch it with my wife but i (laughs) i sort of it sort of kind of grew up you know while i was watching it like oh this is really interesting yeah because yeah you know and and having lived having lived through it as well in college and yeah i do know of men who are men but you're no you're deep down you're really um you're, you're 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 somewhat you're someone else yeah, and some people do tend to some people act on it and they have the gender reassignment thing and, yeah, uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. But some people um choose to 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 remain in their bodies and just uh, live an alternate lifestyle mm. gender affirming mm. sorry okay yeah we don't use reassignment anymore okay i mean we still do but you know the you more the ter- recent the, term the is gender affirming gender affirming yeah, for surgery? what the type of surgery yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And well, it's why? interesting actually how that came about because what's the problem with sorry. the word. Sorry, what's the problem with the with gender reassignment? What is that? What's the problem with that word? Sounds very well, sterile to me. It does. It does. Um, I think that it's more so that affirming is more accurate as to what is actually happening. Because it's more um it's more to say that you're validating what is already there, hence affirming mm-hmm. versus reassigning could be like i think there are still i think there are still people who use it someone can call me on this if they hear it i might be wrong but um reassigning i think the implication is more like going from one to another you feel me ah versus i see the i see the the difference yeah yeah Yeah. i see a difference i i would never see i mean if i saw that in a chart gender like patient x due for Mm -hmm. gender reaffirming uh sergio i'll be like what the fuck what is this <laughs> definitely yeah yeah I, I think the latter it just sounds a bit more it just sounds a bit more like i said sterile a bit more apt for <laughs> yeah. for medical talk or something cool mm. uh question yeah. here wait sure so if men can also be feminist mm-hmm. women can definitely be sexist as well yeah definitely mm-hmm. and there's also a term for that what is the term for that the term for that is internalized misogyny Oh, is this like is like is it being a Karen? Is that what it is? 
It could be being a Karen. It could also be uh, being a pick me girl. I never heard of that. Really? <laughs> no. Okay. So pick I'm girl? sure like pick, pick, no, pick me as pick in Billy Imoho, pick me. Okay. Yeah. Pick me oh, girl. this is fun. Um, I'm sure like, okay, maybe you haven't heard the term, but I'm sure you've seen a character or maybe, I don't know, maybe even met a person who's a pick me person. Um, pick me girl is misogynistic in the sense of being like, well, I'm not like other girls. Like I'm one of the guys I'm, um, I don't wear makeup. And it's not to say that these things are inherently wrong. It's okay to be one of the guys. It's okay to not wear makeup. But the thing is that they think that this makes them superior to other women. Oh, like they think it. that they're better than other women because they don't follow these, you know, <laughs> okay. traditional, so to speak, feminine things. Mm. So um, you'll, you'll see them, you'll see them in all the teen, you know, teen movies, all the rom-coms like, well, I'm not like other girls and um, I don't like all that girly shit. And oh my God, I mean, is it okay to cuss? Yeah. <laughs> on your podcast. Chest. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't do all that girly shit. Uh, I don't even understand whatever. I'm just one of the guys um, for the purpose usually of, getting attention from guys which is ironic right what's wrong but with that yeah. i don't i don't see the problem in that <laughs> no it's not okay again it's not wrong to sounds not like, want to be sounds feminine like a fun, sounds like a as fun a girl. girlfriend yeah <laughs> she'd, be a, she'd be a very fun girlfriend i'll take care of the, her for sure the part where it becomes wrong is when you is when if they were hating other women or putting down other women solely because of that and saying like they're better and they're superior mm -hmm. because they don't do traditionally feminine things but like not doing traditionally i know i know girls who love video games i know girls who never wear makeup who don't mm -hmm. wear heels nothing wrong with any of that sometimes i'm one of those girls <laughs> but the 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 thing that makes it problematic is when it becomes a kind of oh that makes me better than other women what if it's just like what's the difference between that and just like putting your best foot forward i mean guys do it all the time especially during the courtship period we're basically you know i'll be whatever you want you, you want me to be or something like that I, i'm but, not i'm not that guy you... by the way <laughs> i mean no i'm just trying to understand this from the perspective if like i met a, a guy friend who did the same thing like oh guys you, you, come on guys you guys are come on uh crocheting is cool or i don't know I, I i don't mean to i'm just throwing out these these terms i don't mean to sound offensive in any way okay or like pink yeah, is yeah. awesome pink is a drive dr drive a, a a hatchback or something again i'm just making examples out of my life my my wife loves pink <laughs> and she drives a hatchback and it's her car technically so i i, I but like when you're okay example you gave um mm -hmm. in the courtship time like are you simultaneously being like fuck that masculine guy over there. He's actually really an asshole and it's because he's masculine. Is that the logic? Or uh, is it more, I'm okay uh -huh. with being feminine uh -huh. and I'm not insecure about that and this is what makes me happy? Which, like, which one is it more so? <laughs> well, you, you definitely made it sound, you, you definitely made them sound very different, so. Yeah, you know, yeah, because they're different. Yeah, no, but the first bit really sounded bad. Like it really sounded like, oh, it's like fuck, fuck all of you guys. You, you guys are yeah. alpha assholes. Okay, I'm just yeah. gonna be this this guy who's okay with everything that women. Yeah, you know, go, you know, um, over the guy was like, oh, I definitely go with the second guy. Obviously, he sounds yeah, a, he yeah. Sounds so because the a more sounder character to me. 
He does. Mm. I'd hang out with him. He sounds cool. Mm. The distinction is that the reason, like the reason you have these traits, the reason you have these interests is just because you have them. It's not because you're trying to elevate yourself and you're trying to be like, oh, like these people are such losers. These people are so ridiculous because they like things that are traditionally assigned to their gender. So yeah, if we were to flip, what was a, what would a pick me guy be like? Oh, I, I support women. I love all women. Uh, you know, fuck these assholes who are good at basketball. Why don't we, and that's why, it. Why, why don't we make it a bit more interesting for you and me? Like mm. as, as a person belonging to the opposite sex, you know, me being me and you being you, what would you, what would be your, uh, what would be your, uh, your perceptions on this pick me guy if you met a guy who was like that hmm would you like well, the guy i mean off the bat just like would you would you would you like him if he asked you out knowing that he's this guy no if i knew who's if more I connected knew, to I his wouldn't. feminine to his uh, if i mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i didn't know that he had this idea of like that makes me better is is that what you mean yeah well go for it so if you, oh, knew, if I didn't, I mean, I'm pretty sure he won't like go as far as the virtue signal that hard. Like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm better know... than any other guy because I'm just more <laughs> connected to my feminine side. Okay, I'm pretty sure he's not gonna uh, virtue signal that hard. But yeah, if he stood for all these things that you just mentioned, but as a guy, a pick me guy, would you hang out with him and would you like him? Well. If it were just purely for the fact that he is comfortable being feminine and comfortable associating with feminine things, and to your example, if that was all that I saw and all that I knew, mm. then I definitely wouldn't have a problem with it. But I think I'm going to like respectfully disagree. I do think that eventually at some point or another, people tell on themselves in a sense. Mm. I think that you don't have to say that you think that because sometimes you can be talking about something completely different and it will be a bit more obvious person. Like if we're talking about my personal life, which by the way, thank you for the attack. <laughs> Why? If we're talking which about bit? my personal life, I'm a poor judge of character. All right. <laughs> historically, no, not historically, uh-huh. like in, in, in the past, I'm a poor judge of character. Hmm. So like me personally, not knowing that someone is a pick me guy, not terribly shocking. Eventually I'll figure it out. Mm. But I think it's also a matter of like, it's not just how you think of yourself because doesn't how you think of yourself leak into your words and your behavior and your actions Mm. at some point or another. Mm. I definitely will. Okay. Fast forward to the second date. Okay. And, okay. And and now, and now you're seeing each other. Okay. And he, you know, over dinner, he starts telling you about, you know, these, you know, my friends, they started stop. They just stopped talking to me for some reason and asked them why. And it's because they said, I'm just, they said like, I'm trying to be better than them only because I understand my girlfriend more. And I just don't have any problems doing this, this and that, that they just don't want to do. What's wrong with me? Well, what kind of advice would you give to him if he went, if he went with that or he came out with that? Usually, and this applies to um, all my friends, regardless of gender, I am very much the dump him kind of person. If someone comes to me and they're ranting about someone in their lives, dump no, him. No, but this is like, yeah. this is like, but like, it's you and him though. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Dump him no, no, no. I mean like, no, I mean, I would tell, 
in this context, now the dump him is like a general term. Mm -hmm. So in this context, it would be dump your friends. But that's me on a personal level. And I think that um, the, the thing about the example is that, sorry, I need to organize my thoughts. He's an awesome boyfriend, just admit it. You'd, you'd love it if you had like a, a maybe he's an awesome boyfriend. It's, you know, I, I don't see a problem in it, to the, be honest. I'm picking, well, your, I'm just the, picking your brain though, so. Yeah, um, I think the pick me behavior is also distinct from the pick me idea like the pick me mindset so to speak because like essentially you're not asking you're not just asking would you date a guy who's comfortable being feminine and like maybe he's miffed that other guys judge him for that it's not just that right uh, right it's also mm -hmm. it's also like would you date a guy with a superiority complex oh okay you know, that's, that's it's it's because yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, because that's, that's, that's like out surface in the open level. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because surface level, like if other guys are bullying or or talking shit about a guy because he likes feminine things, maybe maybe he knits, maybe he crochets, maybe he listens to a lot of Lady Gaga. I don't know what the traditional, you know, whatever you <gasps> want to apply the you. horror, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Lady Gaga is for everyone, um, but like if surface level again if there are guys who are talking shit about this guy solely because of that likely i would i would think that they're the assholes mm, mm, yeah mm, yeah but if like and again these are just like random examples if he uh who the guy who likes you know quote unquote feminine things were use okay Here's another example. If he were using that to get in your pants, not your pants, but a woman's pants, mm -hmm. and he didn't actually have a sincere interest in those things, that's another, you know, kind of pick me guy, right? And that's not even like, like all guys right? to meet him. <laughs> what you outlined, I'm, I'm literally, I am really following, I'm trying to follow you, but yes. No, the last one that that's definitely just every other guy. So so sorry to, to burst your bubble there. It's and it's like you know, no no holds barred. Definitely, people want to so to speak put their best foot forward. Yeah, when they're dating, especially when they first meet someone. Mm. But are you representing yourself well in order to make a good impression and showing the best the best of you to the other person or are you talking shit about other people to elevate yourself? Mm. Okay. Now and I you can it. do both. You can do both at the same time, but there is a distinction between the two. Mm -hmm. There's a distinction between, okay, I'm going to show you that I'm a, I'm a caring person and I, I, we have similar interests and, and I'm going to be here when you need me versus <clears throat> versus I'm going to show you that like yeah, all these hen, other people hence suck. The, hence the and pick I'm, me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tends to pick me. Mm. There's an overlap. There's always an overlap. People are complicated, but generally, that's that's the idea. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Uh, I know it was very. It's a very interesting conversation that we just had. It's interesting for me, obviously, because I have never heard of half the stuff that you just mentioned. <laughs> so thank you very much for uh, 
for sharing all that. So I might just be the one ending up listening to this 10 times. <laughs> I'm just, glad. I'm glad. And I'm glad that you're listening to your own podcast because we got to support ourselves, you know? No, that's just for me. It's like, how can you expect people to sit through your own, your podcast if you just can't do it yourself? Because I actually have met podcasters who says like, how much of the, because I have them on my show. That was like, that was the first, that was the first direction that this was going, this, this show was going to. I had podcasters come on my Ooh. podcast because podcasters like to talk and it's a talking, Ooh. it's a talking show. So I have a ton of podcasters on my, my earlier episodes and I can't, I can't, what I do is I do my, my homework. So what can you show me a link to your show? Or if you have a blog, show me your, show me a link to your blog. Just so I have, I know who I'm talking to, because if I don't find you interesting, I'm not going to invite you. This is the only yeah. way my show works is if I actually have some sort of context and who you are, as opposed to just clout chasing because, oh, he has a lot of followers or he's, he's, he's sort of a big deal or something, but I have no interest <laughs> in whatever he's doing. So I'm really glad to hear that hmm. because uh -huh. it's a sickness <laughs> and, you know, people, people are on their grind. I don't fault them for that. If it mm. gets money in your bank, go for it. But I, you know, can't help having these snobbish moments of like, mm. oh, but did you do it because you love it? Or did you do it because this person has a lot of followers? <laughs> we all have those moments where it's like, it's but did you do it up. because you want to do, or mm. is it like so that you could get more promo from another person who has a big following? Well, but again, I'm, you know, mm. respect the grind. Yeah, I mean, I'm honest too. Like I, yeah, I, I mean, I do want this to, this is a, one of my exit strategies that I have is this thing, you know, because I'm looking at like another good decade, maybe of work in me. And when that's up, I'll be 40. Uh, and then what happens after that? Some more work, probably. Yes. And then I'm 50. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to sound cliche, but seriously, what's the, what, what, when does it stop? Okay. And so I'm just, no, this podcasting is just like, I definitely want to, I want it to take off at some point, but I'm prepared to wait and it's going to be a long yeah. run for sure especially now because everybody can do it. And it's the same reason why it's such uh, it's so hard to make something happen nowadays online because everybody's online. Yes. Everybody's doing mm -hmm. it too. The competition is already there it's, and it's, it's, yeah. it's fierce, you know, and yeah. I think it's, you know, I mean, if, if it takes off, if it doesn't take off, you make money off of it. If you don't, I think that you can still be very proud that you did it because you wanted to. Mm, mm. And I think that ties back in with what we were talking about earlier with the blog and everything mm. of like, we still need to have something that we don't do for money. And I love money, you know, I love having money. But if everything you're interested in, every hobby, every interest, if you're in the mindset that it has to make you some kind of income, you're going to end up hating it. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start feeling like work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm, and, and you know, mm -hmm. if if you can make money off of it and and just be enjoying yourself and chilling and not putting too much pressure on yourself at the same time, then that's great. But it shouldn't it, I think it's also partly a generational thing that like we have this this idea in a, you know, racket culture, gig culture, everything everything has to make money in some way shape or form. And, and, you know, everything I do has to have some kind of profit and it's, everyone needs money, but if you have that mindset for everything, you'll burn out 
really, really quickly. And the things that used to make you happy are going to end up frustrating you. Exactly. Yeah. For me, that's, you know, that's my, my internal circuit breaker. When it starts feeling like work, I either slow down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because enthusiasm is like this, it's just this force. I'm a great starter at things. Really, I am. What I'm trying to get good at now is like to sustain it for for as long as I, I possibly can. I've, I tried mm-hmm. some other stuff because every year I try to learn something every year. And I try to take it as far as I can to the point where I can't continue it anymore because of circumstances or I just decided like it's not for me. So I'm still looking for that. And this year happens to be this one, this this podcast project that I have. Last year, I built a home kitchen from nothing, taught myself how to, yeah, how to make ribs and and um, and brisket. And like I, I taught myself how to make the best burger. I can make a Congratulations. burger. Congratulations. Yeah. I just wanted to be that guy. I mean, the, 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 the conception of that project was like, I just want to be that guy in the party. When, you know, when I showed up, everybody knew it was like, okay, we're getting burgers today. <laughs> and I'll be behind the grill. I just, you know, I just wanted to be that guy. And then it, it, it sort of evolved when the whole pandemic hit. And I was really, I was sure I was going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. I was almost certain I was going to lose my job. And uh, a lot of my colleagues lost theirs. So in in a stick, we're in a stick of twelve people. Nine of them just lost their jobs, and I'm one of the, I'm one of the three who's still lucky to have it. But I also decided to quit my job. So I am, yeah, I'm living out my last four months here, and then I'm coming home. What got you started on the podcast? Well, um, I've I've had it behind. I've always had it in in my mind, you know, but. Uh, what do you mean? Ask me another question. I mean, like, is it something born out of the lockdown or was it even before that you kind of had this idea that like, I want to do a show. I want to do a podcast Mm. about X, Y, Z. It's half of that. Half of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. It, the lockdown definitely, uh, it kind of woke me up, you know, and, you know, I always have this. I always had this idea like you can't let a good crisis go to waste. So I have to make something happen out of this crisis. <laughs> I love that. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people actually made a lot of money because of this crisis and because they acted yeah. on it, you know? Yeah. They acted on it. And um, yeah, so the, the, the first was the the kitchen thing. And then like, this is not going to be sustainable. Now I have so much respect now for people who own a restaurant. It's tiring. <clears throat> it's a lot of work, it's I'm a sure. Lot, it's a lot of work and the margins are razor thin. So if you don't if you, if you don't like doing it and you just don't like getting scorched every day behind the grill, <laughs> if that's not your thing, maybe do it for a while to the point where you can actually expand a bit and you have people helping you. But you can't just do it yourself unless you're a machine or unless you really, really, really like doing it. Now I have so much oh, yeah. more respect yeah. for people who have a restaurant now. So yeah, and then the other half was like, well, that's the and the other half was like, I always I always kind of thought that. Mm, this isn't sustainable. Probably something online, making an online presence that might be sustainable, but it's going to be a very slow boat to China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I taught myself how to do some videos. I just can't do the vlog thing, really. I do. I some, understand. I do some, but I just keep it for home videos, just for the future, for for me and the family to watch. But uh, I do have a few videos online on my on my YouTube, and. Uh, podcasting is just way easier 
it is i agree it's so much easier to get what you want your your message across and to create content if that's all you want to do and there is that avenue of you might be able to funnel some cash in in yeah you know and uh but yeah when when that's going to happen it's anyone's guess so i think it's also um I just want to go off one of the one of the tangents that you mentioned mm-hmm. about uh, podcasting being being easier and compared to you know doing the whole video thing, ring light angles and everything. I'm terrible at that as well. But we're also like in the era of multitasking. So I think there's a lot to be said if you can give someone something and be like, "Here's the content. Here's the media. You can use your eyes for something else while you're consuming it." Mm. Cause like, do you ever just do one thing anymore? I'm, I'm very, very guilty of being one of those people who puts on a show or a movie. And then Uh while it's playing, I'm staring at my phone for most of the time, unless there's, you know, subtitles or something. No one, no one ever just does one thing anymore. And I think like it, it's, it's such, um, it's a different kind of edge that you have when you can give someone some content and be like, Hey, while you're listening to this, you could be going on a walk. You could be on the treadmill. You could be washing dishes. You could be using your eyes to, you know, look at something else. You could be driving because we're in the area, because we're in the era of, of multitasking. Mm-hmm. So I think like in that sense, um, it's, it, it gives you not necessarily a general advantage because there are still people who are very visual. Yeah. But it still like gives you a bit of an edge over um, things that require your quote unquote full attention if there even is still such a thing as full attention. You know what? I'm guilty as well. I, there's so mm-hmm. there's so many foreign films I want to watch. I just mm-hmm. I just don't have the attention span anymore to sit through yeah. it and yeah. you know and read the subtitles to the end. So you, you you know, and I'm not I'm one of those guys who I don't really turn on the dub, the English dub. It just mm-hmm. it just messes with the whole film. Uh me and me and Nick had a similar conversation like there's this whole thing to eating to something now when it's mm, yeah, it yeah. just eating, eating, I mean, putting food in your mouth and chewing it mechanically. Yeah. And there's the process of deglutition, which is swallowing and then digestion. Come on, after that. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> Come like, through with the nursing. That, okay, go ahead. That used to be the thing. Now you're not just going to eat. Are you, you know, what, what else? There's something else you can do while you're eating. Now yeah. you have to watch, especially eat to something, especially if you're uh-huh. alone, mm. especially if you're alone. I know I'm personally, um, I'm not one of those people, but I know that there are people who are very huh, about like having to eat a meal without company. And um, isn't that where the whole um, God, what's it called? Mukbang? Isn't that where it originated? Oh, yeah. For people who are like working in the office, maybe they don't have the same break as their friends oh. and they feel like they want to have quote unquote company mm. while they're eating. So while you're eating, you watch a video of someone who's also eating and they make conversation with you as an audience member. I never knew that that was the intention for those for those videos. I always thought it was like (laughs) ASMR. I have ASMR. I have very strong ASMR. Yeah, it's it's not. um, I mean, now it kind of has uh, not evolved, mutated into Uh this. can I eat five bowls of ramen? Yes. Sit and watch me do that. Can I eat 30 burgers in one sitting? I totally can. Watch me do that. 
Um, but that wasn't the original uh, purpose of it. Oh, okay. It was like to feel like while you're watching it, you have someone keeping you company with. because because they're talking to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're talking to you while they're eating. And maybe you're also eating and you have, you know, someone you're virtually eating with. Right. Okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't, I've probably seen five mukbang videos in my time. On Earth, <laughs> so that's why I've probably seen the more recent ones when it's, it was, it's more of a challenge thing. And you're just like, yeah, just, I'm gonna yeah. die. I want to see him die. <laughs> I want to, I want to see him get an aneurysm from eating all these. It's ridiculous though. Some of them. And, and like some of them will really like, they'll sit there and they'll eat food for five or six people. Like it's nothing. Like it's no big deal. I could I'm, never. You know wild. those. You know those videos of of people like chugging a whole bottle of Patron. Uh, what? Meals. Yeah, like, dude. Ew. There are there's like people who chug a whole bottle of Jack Daniels, all 700 mLs. They drink it down. That's a lot of money too. You haven't, you haven't seen those videos, yeah? And what I'm no. interested in is like there's very few videos of the aftermath. Oh, definitely there should can, be. You can there should be, though. You can die <laughs> from doing that. Yeah. Definitely die. So I'm pretty sure they purge themselves after. But yeah, it's still amazing, you know, if you're able to, to drink that much liquor in one sitting, you know. Me and me right. and Nick got a bit too drunk in our in our podcast. <laughs> Are you drinking right now? No, I'm about to. <laughs> I'm about to though. Yeah. I just I just have my glass of water, which is why I've been coughing all over your podcast because it's cold fine. water. You're Sorry hit, about that. You're gonna be you're gonna give me a hell of a time post production. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit through this and listen to all your all all the information. <laughs> oh <laughs> God, I don't do timestamps. You're mean. <laughs> I'm so envious. Well, you though. said you like to you like to listen to your podcasts. Isn't that part of it? <laughs> yeah, but it's editing the the editing bit though. It's still very tedious. But when it's, it's all done, yeah, when it's all done, it's crisp and the, the intros there and all the stuff that you wish you didn't say is all out. Then yeah, it's <laughs> to again. And you know, like one of the most unsatisfying things about being a podcaster is you do your recording, like oh my gosh, so fun, you know, having a good time. You do the editing and you sit down for a couple hours and your back hurts and your eyes hurt and you feel like you've listened to the same thing over and over and you're getting sick of your own voice mm. and then you're done with it and in my case and oh it's 10 minutes long <laughs> yeah great <laughs> you just yeah you you have yeah you 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 have a yeah let's talk about that a little bit before we we, we wrap it up you have a podcast it's called that i do my podcast is called Final Girl. Final Girl. That's a really good name too. Any, Thanks. Any context to the name? Any any? Yes. What's behind the name Final Girl? So a Final Girl. Um, this is actually a movie trope in horror um, horror movies mm. and sometimes action movies, where it's basically there's a whole bunch of movies where um, the women in the women characters they tend to get killed off pretty quickly i mean i'm sure you've seen horror movies you know that a lot of them uh the women tend to get killed off pretty fast um and sometimes there is one who survives all the way to the end and she's the only survivor of the massacre slash zombie apocalypse slash uh um possession whatever it was that was happening in the movie mm -hmm. and it's basically just that she's the final girl 
And because my podcast is about horror movies, I wanted to use um, that because it's a horror trope that we see Mm. in a lot of um, scary movies, especially in like the 80s and the 90s. Mm. Right. So it's safe to say you you like watching horror movies, films. I love horror movies. Yeah, they're big. Yeah. You know, know, it's it's so messed up because I started liking it when I had a baby, because when I'm stuck mm-hmm. with a baby, it's like, if, if it's my turn, like today and tomorrow, I need to watch the baby for the whole day. All we do is just watch horror films the whole day. But I, she, <laughs> does, she doesn't watch it though. She, 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 we don't, we're very careful not to. I was about to say, any, yeah, any screams. That, like that might mess with her development a little bit. No, she's, but I mean like she's lying. The, the horror aspect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I do kind of, you know, I, I do kind of expose her a bit, you know, watch this, watch this, watch this. And they're like, wasn't that scary for you? It's fun. But I'm pretty sure that's going to imprint in her psyche at some point, and she's going to have me to thank for that. That's You'll know in a couple of years. That's all we do now. It's like that's all I do now. It's like I used to be very, very. I had a very low tolerance for this sort of stuff, you know. And for uh, horror or for horror. extended screen time, oh, I see horror. Oh, I got like I'm. I'm pretty proud of my screen time. I think I've been down 35 percent from my life. Nice. So I'm down to like four hours a day. I think. On the phone, but yeah. I'm still on my laptop the half the day, so it's probably closer to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's work, I mean, you you can't not work on your laptop. So yeah, mm. yeah. But like people who lo- like people who don't love love horror don't get it. And I heard a really um, funny and really interesting um, um, justification for that from from a friend of mine who was like, "I'm like I get stressed out at work." I might get stressed out with some personal stuff. Why would I want to be stressed out watching a movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like if there's parts that are very suspenseful or if there are a bunch of jump scares, then like your body, that's a stress response, right? Like your heart beats really fast. Maybe you shout or something. It's like, why would I want to be scared when I'm just trying to relax? <laughs> because it's the after. So you, I get you want it. The yeah. after. <laughs> you want the after effect. You know, it's called, what's it called? Uh, hermesis. It's another term. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hermes is basically like vocabulary word. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, induced stress to produce a positive effect. Example, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, a, you know, you know, fear and, and arousal share the same spot in the brain. Mm-hmm. So it's literally the same set of, of neurons. But for some reason, they just they're triggered in a certain way that produces an entirely different response. But emotionally and chemically it's the same thing it's crazy crazy cool yeah yeah Mm, and it's like you the reason why i think it's fun is because like i'm 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 scared like in the moment of what i'm watching but and this is something that another friend of mine who loves horror movies so much that we share like real life is so much scarier People are so much scarier mm. than horror movies, than the feeling you like the feeling compare the feeling when maybe you think someone broke into your house and like they have a weapon to the feeling of watching a movie. People are scary. Mm. People are way scarier than horror movies. So like, you know, it's just a matter of now I know what I'm scared of. Like practically, I know what I'm scared of. And these like these kinds of scares that you get from scary movies, from scary TV shows, mm. it's it's a thrill. You know, it's a thrill because 
yeah, it's a scary idea, but there's no threat because it's just happening on the screen mm. and you can just like get a kick out of it while you eat your mukbang food or whatever that's, you're doing. That's the type of horror that I consume nowadays, though, is the the more in your face uh, think along the lines of insidious uh, movies. Ooh. I I don't want the cerebral types. I can name one that really messed me up. Nineteen twenty two. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, oh, that was that, messed up. That, that, that was a frustrating yeah. movie. <laughs> Why was it frustrating for you? Because it's like, well, I mean, like all, like most horror movies, it's like these people are so fucking dumb. <laughs> make better decisions but Which like hard because i thought that was a very it, that's what messed with me because it it was like it was so visceral it was like a family a fam- yeah problem within the family okay it's it's oh the, no we're poor i gotta kill my wife or yeah something. <laughs> but he the guy they, they want they want different paths for the future of their family and their son is stuck in the middle and then he gets caught in in the in the chaos and then he goes off and fucks it up and gets killed by rats and that really fucked me up. That film, that, that, that film yeah. really, I remember. Uh, I can't still. I still can't touch it. No, but I can still watch it again. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna bust out. But that type of horror, I wouldn't watch all day with my daughter sleeping beside me. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm, 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 hmm. I'm a fan of like the supernatural horror, like demons and and ghosts hmm. and and uh, monsters and that type of thing. And I also like. Um, psychological horror um which i don't know if you would consider 1922 psychological horror maybe it's it's, it's, it's in somewhat that, yeah. yeah it's in that middle you know middle that's what really messed me up because they're very real problems yeah yeah no they're just people they're yeah. just people who are having you know a bad time and they're in really <clears throat> really bad really desperate circumstances mm. and they you know well took it to the extremes mm. I, I like this uh, the vlog that you did. Uh, sorry, the blog that you did uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, Midsommar. That's another one. That's definitely uh, uh, any Ari Aster. I think he's got like five movies to date from when he began mm-hmm. his directing. Yeah. How how did you find that? Midsommar. I love Midsommar. Oh, Midsommar is one of my one of uh-huh. my favorites. It's I, it's um. Sorry. Go ahead. I watched enough of it on YouTube. That when mm-hmm. I watched the film in its entirety, I, it was basically spoiled because I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to watch this. Man. I've seen Hereditary. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's Ari Aster. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to yeah. be horrible. Hereditary was, um, I liked Hereditary because of Tony Collett. But overall, like, you know that when you when you watch the trailer and you're so hyped for something, you're so excited, like, oh my god, this is gonna be so good. Mm-hmm. And then you see the movie and it's like, uh, okay. Like you you already had these sky high expectations, and then you watch the movie and doesn't quite live up to them. Mm-hmm. But I'm always here for like the family drama that turns into ghosty shit and for Tony Collette. So mm-hmm. in that sense, I I did like um um hereditary but between the two um i much preferred midsummer midsummer there's this uh there's this re-edited clip on it on youtube the end the ending spoiler alert mm-hmm. when they're being burned in the barn thing but they mm-hmm. cut out the music it's so much more scary oh, oh i've seen that 
it's freaky it's freaky because you can hear you can hear the fire crackling yeah and they're just kind of like screaming and running around and then you know she just kind of smiles and she's like "Mm, okay (laughs) bye yeah i was just like bye bye bye, bitch it's like uh yeah true Uh, truly it's a breakup film that's what it was yeah Mm. with a with a slight cult element (laughs) Mm. it's a it's a it's a real thing though right just there's a real community in sweden is it that I, I probably read the just the headline again? <laughs> Did you get clickbaited? Very guilty. No, I, I mean there are um, communes. There are communes in in um, all over Europe and other parts of the world. Um, that one I'm pretty sure is is fabricated. But like you know any anything that you find in a horror movie still draws from certain elements of real life it's just like how how the director or the writer whoever um reinterprets them that makes it scary mm. right yeah well well con- looking forward to some more of ari aster's work whenever that's good me too mm, pretty awesome okay well i have taken enough of your time definitely thank you for all the value that you have shared you honor the show kim meadows Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's very nice. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm, I'm just gonna give you the remainder of the time just to like help people find you online. Oh, shameless self promotion. Yes, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Hello, hi. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DJ Kim Meadows. That's DJ Kim Meadows. Meadows like um the field. The field yeah like many of those <laughs> and then um you can find my blog at kanikim.com that's k-a-n-i-k-i-m.com and if you love horror movies then you should most definitely listen to my podcast i'm on spotify and um uh, apple music and and spinner and whatever else the wherever you listen to your podcast probably i'm there just search for final girl and conveniently, if you go to the blog, you can also find a link to the podcast and everything else right there. Again, that's K-A-N-I-K-I-M-M-M.com. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you like this sort of stuff, feel free to share this episode of The Scale of It All with Kim Meadows and Josh. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>